Now they're going to see 20 seconds of this. We are 20 seconds. Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL, to the hardwood courts of the NBA, and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host, from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. All right, we are live. We are live. We've been live. I appreciate you guys hanging on here. Uh, I am your host, Ernest Silva. Welcome to the Into the Lab podcast. We're going to have some fun today. Um, got the guys in uh, virtually in studio. Londo taking another virtual hiatus. Um, let's go around the room and see who's with us today. Uh, let's start off with the man who's making his return onto ITL at Clutch City 52, Chris Borak. What's up, my man? Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys letting me be back on. Yeah, of course, of course. And you know him as the producer. He looks a little frozen. We'll see if we can hear him. Orlando Mendoza at Londo4291. Can you hear us, Londo? He's like a statue nope. right now. Yeah, it's, it's a really good Scary thing. Scary we'll take him. We'll take him off screen, <laughs> and uh, and then we'll we'll have our discussion. Um, but very excited for tonight's episode. Borak and I are going to be kind of breaking down the NFL, um, and we appreciate everybody that is here. Yep, Coach Pina hit it right on the money. He's in a very deep thought. He's still <laughs> yes. Thinking. Rumor has it he's still thinking right now. Uh, so. Uh, what's the plan for today? What are we talking about? Well, we're going to go over the NFL round one's all about NFL news. I'm sure you've heard some of the latest. We're going to kind of break down what we think is happening with some of these teams and especially some of those players you might have already drafted in fantasy. Then we're going to do our annual division winners parlay where we're going to pick our big odds on all eight divisions and plug that bet in. You're going to watch us do it live. And then we're going to we, we put some money into another account. It's a it's just a bland account. I think it's $50 in there. So Bork and I will both, and Londo, when he comes on, we'll all be splitting that up. So $15 each, and we're going to put it on division winners. And then if it hits, it hits. And we share that with you all with giveaways, with a bunch of signed memorabilia, just like fantasy leagues that we sponsor. And we show up there and do that. Borak's been a part of a couple of those. And, and we like to give back. He is here. He's done thinking. Londo Mendoza has made his appearance. What's going on, man? What's up, guys? Mike. Internet just dropped. I don't know what happened. So, but I'm back. 
we're getting no, you are you're all good, man. You're all good. Um, of course, today's episode brought to you by Blue Collar Media Group or BCMG. Hashtag level up the new season motto. And uh, I just spoke with Mark before tonight's episode. He said he has that video almost primed and ready. And I'm excited to launch that maybe next week, maybe first week of the season. We will have to see. Um, but guys, it's a big weekend for Borak and I. This is the weekend we waited for. It's plus weekend. Uh, Borak, do you know who you're drafting and, and do you have it all set up? You've done like a million mocks, I'm guessing. <laughs> I have done a ton of mocks. Um, I don't know how this is going to go. You know how home leagues are. Um, <laughs> somebody <laughs> takes one person, just throw you for a loop. Um, and then with the Jonathan Taylor news today, uh, man. Uh, I am kind of uh, thrown back with my strategy right now. Um, so looking so forward to I, it. You and I, you and I had IT, the uh, auction league this weekend and we had, we had ITL yeah. sponsor that we had some fun with it. Uh, you got the memorable Kobe Bryant Jersey, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and, but you also spent a hundred dollars on Jonathan Taylor. No regrets. Is that, are you still feeling good about that? <laughs> Uh, I am feeling uh, like heartburn, like crazy. Like <laughs> when I saw the news today, I was, I was just numb. Like I drafted, I pretty, I drafted a pretty good team. I thought, and I felt really good about my auction league team. And then, um, I did not see, you know, Jonathan Taylor not being traded and not making a deal with Indianapolis to come back. It was absolutely just gut-wrenching to see just nothing happen and he's going to sit out. And it's basically a stalemate at this point. It's it's It hurts, but um, it is what it is. We'll probably talk Somebody about it later. Somebody from that auction league is watching. That's right. Bob is going to make his appearance on here. Uh, best pick in the draft next to Justin Tucker, who I think went second overall. I I'm pretty league. sure Justin Tucker was a way better draft pick than Jonathan Taylor at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun league. If you don't, if you don't do auction leagues or you've never done it before, check it out. We had Christian with us. Christian loved it. He's trying to think about how he wants to do an auction league somehow. Totally game for that. Love that league. And um, yeah. ITL sponsoring the Plus League this weekend. More signed memorabilia just from our winnings last year. We plug back into local teams, local drafts, and. If you want your league to be a part of it, all you have to do is comment, reach out to us on ITL. We sponsor all of these Texas local leagues. Um, we have the Dirty Dozen League on Friday that Londo and I are a part of, and that we're excited to be a part of that one um, as well. Some more giveaways in that league, too. Um, but all right, so round number one, news around the NFL. We're going to talk a little bit about what's hitting the latest headlines. Let's talk about what hit Saturday, and that's right. Josh Jacobs hit the hit the pin to the contract and signed with the Vegas Raiders. Um, he actually signed his his franchise tender, so um, he's back with Las Vegas, no doubt about it. He's crossed the picket line for the Raiders. Borak, does this for you mean Josh Jacobs is all back? No need to worry. He's full health. How do you view the Jacobs signing back to Las Vegas? Uh, I'm all systems go on Josh Jacobs. Uh, I don't know how you can't be. Um, he was just used as a, he was the prototypical three down back last year. And with the amount of receptions he got, he finished third in most fantasy scoring. And I, I just, I, I actually see upside from there just because the Raiders aren't going to be very good. They're going to be playing from behind. 
and I just see a lot of dump offs come up from Jimmy G and with the thing that really impressed me about Josh Jacobs last year was his ability to play through injuries. And I shouldn't mm-hmm. be talking him up right now because we have drafts coming up. But uh, his ability to stay on the field was really striking last year um, to catapult him into that top five range as a running back. Um, so I don't see him regressing. I mean, he had 12 touchdowns last year. That wasn't a lot. So if he improves on that mark and he improves on his 53 receptions from last year, you could see him as a top RB and as a fantasy running back. Um, he's in that echelon to me. So I, I have no problem um, drafting him as a top five runner back th- coming up. Wow. Yeah. Uh, for me, I had to trade him before because I just wasn't sure before any before auction. So now, you know, I look back and I think, well, I like my backs, but I probably would have really liked Josh Jacobs for $37. So kicking myself. However, um, I think Josh Jacobs coming back is going to be Fantastic for Las Vegas for two reasons. Number one, everybody says he played really well because it was a contract year, right? Like, oh, it's his contract year. He's playing above his limits. He's playing through injuries, never seen it before. Still a contract year, right? Like there's no guarantee tomorrow. So that, that, you know, facade of, oh, he signed his long term is going to regress. Not there. That's number one. Number two, and I think you hit the nail on the head. They're going to be playing behind a lot. So his receptions are going to be so up because Mm-hmm. They play in a tough division. They're probably going to be worse in the division. They're, they play in a tough conference. Probably going to be one of the last, you know, last ones in the conference. Tons of games coming from behind. It's why I'm so high on some of the Texans receivers because they're going to be throwing a lot, right? Like they're going to be trying to come back from behind quite a bit. Um, and so it, it plays the same in Las Vegas. And so I think if you have Josh Jacobs on your radar, if you're looking at Josh Jacobs and you're debating, this is a potential RB1, RB2. Um, with a very high floor. I, I, I've been huge on Josh Jacobs for years. Borak used to make fun of me for it because between him and Mixon, that would be my running back tandem for years. Like I would never let those two guys go. And then all of a sudden they were just so fantasy relevant. Might be the peak of their time. Uh, not a late arrival because we never have late arrivals, but just Luke has shown up. What is going on, my man? What's up, guys? Hey, what's, up, hey, what's happening, Luke? What's happening? What I miss? Well, you know, just... Just talking some Josh Jacobs and how he's going to dominate the league again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, sure. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Londa, what do, you, what do you think about Josh Jacobs yourself? Uh, it sounds like Vegas is ready, man. They're they're ready to get him back, but it doesn't seem like they're rushing him onto the field. They're going to take time. They're obviously going to be cautious. They're going to make sure that – you know, he is going to be game ready, right? So it's going to take some time. I don't know if he's going to be ready for De- for Denver Broncos. But, you know, I think uh, once once they get him into training, once they give him some, uh, you know, see if he's ready for playing at least 60 plays, then we'll see what happens. But I think it's going to be a good season for him. I think that Vegas is excited to have the running back back and <laughs> running back back. But uh, I think they're ready to go, so let's, let's see what happens. Um, I'm excited because you talk about him a lot, Aaron, so yeah. yeah exactly. Does Josh McDaniels, does he have a choice? Like, this guy needs no. to – he is going to be coaching for his job maybe at the end of this year, and if he doesn't pull it, pull it around and then starting next year, like he needs Josh Jacobs on the field. 
So, yeah. That team is not deep either, right? No, like, he has no Jimmy G to Brian Hoyer. <clears throat> like, that's your dump off at quarterback. <laughs> and Jimmy G is not known for staying healthy. And then you go from Josh Jacobs. Zamir White's not terrible, but he's not Josh Jacobs, right? So right. Then you, that's mm-hmm. a huge drop off. So, um, yeah, I, I think I personally, the player that we haven't really talked about on this show, which I probably shouldn't mention, but I'm going to anyways, with all the leagues that we're drafting this weekend, is Michael Mayer. I absolutely love him. I think he's going to be fantastic. I think that's the tight end to have in Las Vegas, and he's a deep sleeper in a lot of leagues. And I, I think that is that is he'll jump Austin Hooper, and and we'll be talking about him midseason like he's tight end. He's doing tight end five or above numbers because of how good he is. I just think the fit's there. Um, but let's talk about the biggest news of the week or the weekend, and that's Trey Lance, right? Trey Lance getting traded to Dallas um the biggest news of the week no yeah. nobody else uh, londo's agreeing with me i'll take it no uh, I, I, trey lance <laughs> getting traded to dallas for a fourth round pick dallas beats out the bills and others they were the only team to give a fourth rounder i think everybody else had a fifth or sixth rounder available for him he ends up quarterback three after the cuts at cuts today for dallas um luke what are your thoughts on the young gun going over to dallas Oh, okay. All right. So (laughs) my problem isn't obviously with Trey. The kid can't stay healthy. So I can't really blame either side for this. But your third string quarterback cannot be making $10 million a year. That is exactly why the San Francisco 49ers got what they got out of them. Now, the 49ers, that might go down as top five worst busts, you want to say, in league history. You gave up three first-round picks and a second to get up to get this kid. And like I said, it's out of his hands with injury-wise. You know, can't blame him. But he's played four games. Now, Dallas, out of all the help that you need right now, either in the secondary or maybe another wide receiver, but mainly running back help. And there's been a plethora of running backs available to you at any point in time. You go ahead and not tell your GM you not tell your position coach, you don't tell your head coach that you're trading a fourth round draft pick for a quarterback that's played four games and you don't even tell your starting quarterback that you're trading for a guy that could possibly come in for you. Now, Dak is in no position of losing his job. Let's get that out of everybody's head. He's in no position to lose his job barring injury. Give me a hell yeah. Which is true. It's true. But I think the optics of Jerry doing this is a shot at McCarthy right across the bow. You scapegoated Kellen Moore last year. And now you and Dak are tied together. If you can't figure this out, you two are both gone. That might sound harsh, but I think it's a veiled shot. 
I actually agree with most of your takes there. Um, I I don't think I, like this is the statement to McCarthy. I think this has already been stated to McCarthy. I think this is the year, right? Like if he doesn't progress another round at least or gets to the Super Bowl, I think he's out. Like that's that's I think on the table, and Dan Quinn is just waiting. Um, another person from the Plus League making their appearance on the show, Reg Borek. You need to get Madden. He couldn't text that to you. Want to let you know no. that uh, <laughs> no. for you. Madden has been Rich. terrible for years. No, Rich. <laughs> and uh, he said that they got destroyed again tonight. Reg Reg coaches high school tennis, and and he was actually doing really well. I think they were like four now, and now they're four and four. I think they've lost four straight matches. So, uh, rest in peace to Reg's playoffs. Uh, hopes but um going back to what we're saying i i do like trey lance coming over um i wish that you could take salary like they do in the nba and have them pay salary i would have loved if they would have paid like a huge chunk for trey lance to come be third string in dallas um but that wasn't part of the deal it was just a pick uh borak we haven't really talked about this whatsoever other than the jokes we make about trey lance gonna start in dallas this year what are your true takes about Trey Lance in, in Dallas? Do you think that he's that replacement if Dak doesn't get it done the next two years? Or is this just um, let's see what happens type of move for Dallas? I, I think it's for the Cowboys. It's a Cowboys move. Like, uh, I kind of agree with Luke. Like, why do you make this trade? Um, but at the end of the day, Cooper Rush is and is going to be in his 30s. Um, he has, what, one year left on his deal? And then... Mm -hmm. Dak is Dak. You know how I feel about Dak. He just never gets it done in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know why the Cowboys make this move. Maybe you can fill me in on that. But I think they're trying to put some pressure on Dak. But in no way, shape, or form is Trey Lance going to be starting for the Cowboys. Like, it's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But to be fair to Trey, he's he was a rookie last year. And he was hyped. From the 49ers perspective, I agree with Luke. You spend all this draft capital and it's just sunk now. And to me, something more is going on on that side where Kyle Shanahan is like, I am literally going to pay somebody else to take you. I don't right. know what's going on over there, but something else is going on with Trey Lance. And um, I guess that'll come out. But to the Cowboys giving up a fourth, it's, it's low risk. Salary is salary. Jerry's going to pay that. Um, but it's going to be interesting what to see what they do with Cooper and Dak. Because I do think Cooper Rush will get a shot at a starting QB job after this year somewhere else. Well, it, it makes sense for him to be in Buffalo, right? Because he, he's like a proto. He's like a smaller Josh Allen. And the way he chunks the ball doesn't care about turnovers. Like that's who he is as a player. What I didn't realize when I saw the trade happen was that he was roommates with Deuce Vaughn and they played for the same school. Didn't put two and two together also that there's also that connection there. So there is like a deeper root in that. And I also partially think, and I, this is just conspiracy at this point, there is some like Johnny Manziel regret that when Manziel fell on his face, the Cowboys didn't go bail him out either. So let's go bail out another quarterback that has star potential and bring him over. And I don't know. Yeah. It just all kind of connects for me. I I, just, I feel that way about it. And Jerry Jones did pull the trigger without talking to anybody. He just said, send the fourth, and we're getting Trey Lance. Londo, last take on this. Are you excited about Trey Lance? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it is a good trade. And like, you know, like Chris said, it's, it is low risk for the Cowboys. I don't understand why Jerry Jones did that either. Like that, that baffles me. 
and you know I'm not into the like the whole politics of the sports. You know I, I don't really get into that. But that to me it was just like it's like a slap to the face. It's pretty disrespectful if you ask me just to draft a guy without telling anybody. You know, um, so that that really was shocking to me when I when I looked into it. But I mean, taking a look, Lance. Yeah, he is a rookie, but he's young. You know, he's he's a young dude. I think he definitely has potential to be to grow with the Cowboys and become. Um, I think I think they may end up having him second this year. I don't know, but it's hard to say. And um, but I, I do think overall for for the Cowboys to get that pick, but we still do need a running back. So we'll see what happens. I hope that uh we'll get a running the back, running back that's going to join the cowboys is still a free agent like we all know who it is i don't know like, man we're on the same. <laughs> like Le- leonard fournette's gonna be a cowboy like I'll that's gonna happen for like week four it's gonna come out cowboys are gonna be three and one leonard fournette's gonna sign with us <laughs> and there's why? your bruiser can i ask why ernest why wait? No, why Fournette? Because they need they just need a big back to take carries off of Pollard. And Pollard will play pass catching back as well as the speed back. And you need you need a you need a back to take eight to ten carries mm-hmm. and goal line carries. That's Fournette. That's your guy. Then why did you get rid of Z? I think there's some bad blood there. I think there's some, I think there's <laughs> like, some bad blood, are, right? But you're asking for a goal line guy. That's that looks you know what I mean? I mean, like, I, I would have been fine with Zeke coming back. I think Zeke me, would have been fine with coming back because he spurned somebody. Somebody did not take a shower with Jerry and ask him to come back. For me, that somebody me, did Kareem take Hunt. a shower with Jerry and brought Kareem Trey Lance. Is that better than any free agent? It's Kareem Hunt, and he's got the drama to back it up. I think I think Hunt's an indie by the time we end tonight's show, so we'll probably get that breaking news alert. <laughs> Here in mm-hmm. here in the, the 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 plane has landed in Indy with uh, Kareem Hunt in it. We'll find out. Uh, let's go there since that's a good segue. Luke's gonna bring it up. Jonathan Taylor out four weeks. Enters the pup list. Did not get traded. Uh, Borak and I already kind of hinted towards that earlier on this show. Um, not let me not forget ITL. I'm your host Ernest Silva, sponsored by BCMG. If you're listening, appreciate your <laughs> listening ears. Now, Jonathan Taylor staying with the Colts. Jim Ursay says that. Uh, there were no good deals. Uh, the deals have come out. It looks like Miami offered two players and three picks, none of them first, second, or third rounders. It's a fourth, a future fifth, and a future fifth. And uh, they said that was reasonable for somebody who wasn't sure if they were, he was even going to be able to play half the season. And that came out. So Jonathan Taylor not going anywhere and not playing the first four weeks. Um, Luke, Jonathan Taylor now. How do you so, feel about him? So you got a quarterback that gets punched in the face during practice. So that's mm-hmm. wonderful. Now you don't have a running back for possibly half a year. What tells me you're going to win a game this year? Please tell me how you expect to win a game this year. Because I've, I'm at a loss. Uh, no JT. I mean, it was abysmal running game without him last year. I can't imagine how much worse it could possibly get without him. But I don't even know who's the backups. It's Zach I'm, Moss who's out with a broken bone. Yeah, he's out till sixty-seven so you're starting, weeks. You're starting Deion Jackson. 
deep sleeper for two or three, two or three weeks. And then you're then behind him is that rookie hole, uh, Eric Hole, or I think that's his name. He was playing phenomenal. Okay, seven, what, else, seven hole. what else does Jim Mersey need to see? Like you're not getting multiple firsts. You're not. And to me, that's a haul for two players and three picks in the NFL. That's a fucking haul. I don't care how much how much the breakdown is. Like so let's 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 take this, let's take a look at this, Luke, because you bring up a good point. Where does Indy get their first win? They they don't. Okay. They Lost. they are okay. Lost. They lose to Jacksonville. They'll lose in Houston. They lose in Baltimore. Maybe if Stafford's not playing well, but I, I think they lose that one too. Tie. Loss. Went. Oh, and six. Loss. Loss. Maybe loss, if it's terrible. No. Nah, they're nah. they're gonna lose these. Maybe. That's a tie. That's a loss. No. Oh, they could be playing. That they could be playing Baylor, and they may lose. Like they're gonna be seriously. zero and ten. By go ahead, there, boy. yeah, yeah. Jim Ursay is out of his mind right now that team is a disaster and i feel bad for anthony richardson um you're just throwing a rookie into that dumpster fire expecting him to excel you take the best player off the field uh it's going to be really tough for richardson to get anything going this year um especially with jt out and then where do you go from here is the point like okay these four weeks are up Okay, this is, you still this is have the to first come to some game. sort of arrangement to get him back on the field or move forward as an organization. You should have traded him, ripped the Band-Aid off, and started fresh, take the picks and the players, and then move on from there. Now, you where are you going to go from here is the point. That's what I'm saying. If you're 0-10 by week 11, if I'm JT, I ain't walking out on that fucking field. Ain't a shot. Why would you? Agree. Why would you walking on that field? So, so by week twelve, it's after the bye. Maybe Richardson's turned some heads. He's gotten some close games. You have your first winnable game at Tampa or against Tampa at home. This is your first winnable game, truly. It really is. And then you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose. Okay. This could very much these last two games last may be the two. only winnable games. Uh, they're booking vacations, Ernest. They're gonna the whole team That's is gonna true. be just that is true. Out. They could be playing backups, going for the number one pick at that point, probably gonna yeah. lose both of those games. So honestly, we're looking at probably this could be another Ofer team in NFL yeah. history that we're talking about. They're not deep yeah. wow. and, and they, they don't have a ton of talent um on the defensive side of the ball either. Um so this could very so well no. be a team that is that is struggling. And if you look at the odds of you know an over team, those odds aren't bad in Vegas. It's like yeah. plus six twenty five. That's a that's a that's actually a good that's actually a good bet. So if you're looking for something outside, I think Frank Labuda, our 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 uh, our Vegas guy, that might be one to plug some money on. Were we saying, Luke? I mean, we seriously might be talking about the most mismanaged team, top to bottom in probably the last decade and that's including the cleveland browns who have been horribly mismanaged the last 10 years i mean and the houston texans yeah you're right too it yep from top to bottom you've had probably five starting quarterbacks in the last five years probably right 
I mean, you got Philip Richard, Carson Wentz, Since, Sam Ellinger yeah. started the game. Um, Anthony Richardson is going to start a game this year. You're going to have, like, you're going to have Andrew Luck in the last 10 years. Uh, yeah, Brian since, Hoyer since probably Andrew started Luck, Right, since Andrew Luck, they've started Matt Hasselbeck, Josh Freeman, Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer, Philip Rivers was really their most consistent one besides Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, Nick Foles, and now Anthony Richardson will get the number nine spot. I and mean, this is very brown. I guarantee the Browns did this exact thing. He won't finish yeah. the year. He won't. Oof, that's a bull. That's a bull take. I mean, he won't, Ernest. What? At what point do you think they're just going to be like, you know what? If we're taking, we're just going to tank it completely. You can just add Gardner Minshew to that list then, because he'll end up getting some starts. That's 10 quarterbacks in how many years, Ernest? Six? Yeah, seven years. Seven years. Seven years. 10 quarterbacks in seven years. And Philip Rivers was your best one. Well, I mean, Andrew Luck, but that's besides the point. But you mismanaged Andrew Luck. And now you you mismanaged Peyton Manning. You mishandled Andrew Luck. And now you're mishandling Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I don't know what else Jim Mercer has to do besides go drink another Shandy. Like... I, I would okay. have lost money if <laughs> if somebody would have bet me. Does Andrew Luck never come back and play football? I would have definitely bet like the first two years. Oh, he's oh, coming yeah. back. He's going somewhere else. It was terrible. That that that's it's just a huge shocker. Um, I did read though that people are saying Luck's a Hall of Famer. No, and it ra- it ra- I don't think so. No. To me, no. you know, like yeah, I get he was prolific, but he wasn't like a tenured quarterback. He never won it. Ernest. He's not a Hall my of Famer thing, in my book. My thing is with the Hall of Fame is, can I explain football without you being mentioned? Can I explain yeah, football absolutely. without Andrew Luck being mentioned? I absolutely could. So with that being said, though, this, I'm, this is not a topic tonight, but is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? He's a Hall of Very Good. But he's not a Hall of Famer <laughs> in your eyes. There's there's no division. I don't title, think so. No Super Bowls. Gosh, that's the way it is, Ernest. That's the way but, it is. Oh, okay, I, but is it because I think he's very fringe, very fringe. Okay, so is Tony Romo a Hall of Famer? No. no. Stop it, Ernest. I was about to I'm ask. Just saying, that. I'm just saying. I just I had to ask. I have to ask. No, I was thinking no, about it. he is he is also in the Hall of Very Good, but he is not okay. the Hall of Famer. Okay, as long as we're being and fair about it, because the only reason oh. I hesitated on Rivers because his career statistics may put him in another echelon that Romo may not hit. Um, but I think they're the exact same player. They're very good. They are very good NFL yeah. players. I agree. And just I another agree. thing on JT, um, I feel bad for Shane Steichen who took that job. Like he should have waited. Uh, he is getting railroaded right now. I don't. He probably feels the worst out of anybody coming to a new team and then having his owner pretty much create a situation where his best player is not going to be available probably all year if this goes on like this. Like I said, there's no reason. Even if after week four, you say week four, he can be eligible to come back. If you're yeah. staring at 0 and 4 
and look at the next six games, there's no reason I'm stepping onto the turf. I'm already lost out on, you know, or holding out during preseason. So, I mean, what's it really yeah, going to hurt? The last thing you want for if you're him is get hurt on a meaningless play. Yeah. As absolutely nothing for a team you don't want to play for. I'm absolutely the same. Uh, speaking of injuries, though, great segue, Luke, again. I'm going to curve back over to Borak on this one. Jerry Judy. Now, Jerry Judy suffers a hamstring injury, and now all of a sudden, Denver's looking very scarce at wide receiver, and he looks like he won't be back till week two or three at the earliest in this season. So the Jerry G Judy future outlook for you, Borak, fantasy-wise, where do you have Judy now? Does he fall quite a bit for you? Does he stay about the same because of how much production he'll have when he comes back? No, he, he falls about two to three rounds for me. I just, anytime someone has a hamstring injury in preseason, it always scares me away from him. Um, I haven't heard what grade hamstring injury it is, but you're going to have to wait for him to get into playing shape again. And he's already gone through this in his past. He was dominant at the end of last year, but the beginning of the year, he struggled with injuries and he, really took him about six to seven games to get in a hundred percent shape. So I I'm completely scared away. He's dropped at least two to three rounds for me. And I, I'm not drafting Judy at this point. I just hamstring injuries always scare me. Yeah, it's a great two injury. So um, not the best, not the greatest, but not the best news. Um, for for you, Londo, were you ever looking at Jerry Judy as a fantasy football player, or was he already off your radar because he saw he was hurt? Um, no, he wasn't on my radar at all, to be honest. So um, I just heard about the injury, so I, I don't really know much about it. No, that's good. I wanted your raw take because I want to see what, you know, you play in those home leagues where you see somebody and they're like, oh, there's a Q next to his name. I'm not drafting him. Forget it. I'm going to skip over that guy. I just had to know. I just had to know. I, I, I was all over. I was all over Judy before this injury. Mm -hmm. He was having great camp. And at the end of last season, the way he finished, I was all over him. I, I was taking mm -hmm. Judy. Let me ask you a question. Jerry Judy or Johan Dotson? Right now, with the injury? Right now. If you saw them together in a draft, who are you taking? Oh, I'm going Dotson all day, especially with McLaurin. You're kind of a Dotson lover, though. Luke, what about you? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I've seen enough out of Sam Howe yet. I mean, I, I really don't. I I don't know if the commanders are going to be the – what – I just don't know what the commanders are. I don't. And, That's fair. And, I mean, he really – he is – the straw that mixes the drink out there. And I know Cortland Sutton is right there with him, but they need Jerry Judy on the field, especially this year. Like you're paying Sean Payton $20 million to fix Russell Wilson. He needs his best weapon available to him. Mm -hmm. Yep. I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, I mean, for me, Jerry Judy is what makes that offense go. I think that's the that's the push. Cortland Sutton obviously showed there was some regression to his early success. Um, I know a lot of people are pivoting, saying Cortland Sutton's the guy now. I'm not. I'm saying still hold like an X to that. Uh, I think the guy that you want to go after is um, Mims. I, I forget his first name. 
Um, but Min, Marvin, what's it? Marvin, Marvin, Marvin. Min's, that's right. Um, I don't know why I wanted to say Mervin's, but I think that's a department store. So yeah, so Mar Marvin Mims, that's the guy <laughs> I would probably start targeting deep sleeper. He's probably going to take those Judy routes. Sutton's going to draw the number one corner. I think that's the safer bet. Um, uh, if you just want to plug in, plug and play until Judy's back. Uh, anyways, while we talk about that, let's move over to our hot debate. So Borex stemmed this conversation about Trevor Lawrence. Okay. And Borak is the reason why we're going to be talking about this today. But there was a hot take that Trevor Lawrence is a top five quarterback this year. And they were talking primarily fantasy. So we'll talk in fantasy perspectives. Is Trevor Lawrence a top five quarterback? So I want you guys to go through your list. Think about where you're at with your top quarterbacks. Is Trevor Lawrence, AFC South projected winners it, with a weaker schedule, is he a top five quarterback for you fantasy wise? I'm going to start this off just actually. Yeah, I'll start this off so you get my take. And then I want to hear what y'all have to think. For me, I went through my quarterbacks. He is not a top five quarterback for me. Trevor Lawrence to me is the eighth best quarterback for fantasy projected for me this year. I don't think he's going to be top five numbers. He would have to play 12 touchdowns better overall about 600 yards better overall in order for him to crack the top five for me. That's how far away he is. So for me, the schedule is great. And, and I love what he does and how he progressed through the season last year. There was, there was a couple of dips in there that was scary, but overall Trevor Lawrence would be a great, like it's a great question. I'm not saying don't draft Trevor Lawrence. I'm saying that he's just not top five. And that's my take on it. Borak, what is your take on Trevor Lawrence? And just to clarify, I never said he was a top five quarterback. Um, I, I don't yeah, think yeah, he, we're on the same page. We're on the same. Yeah, page. yeah, I did. I don't think he's a top five quarterback. At least I'm not projecting him to be. Which is uh, why he, he traded a low pick for him. Yeah, and and does he have the talent to get there? Of course he does. He has weapons. They added Ridley. His strength of schedule right. is basically one of the best in the league. And Absolutely. he plays in the AFC South. Like, so yes, he has the potential to be, but the other thing is he doesn't run. Remember that he is not That's... a scrambling quarterback for him to get into the top 10 or top five is going to take him throwing for, you're talking about 4,500 yards to 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. That's just, I just don't see it happening, but you know, stranger things have happened, but that's why I don't see him as a top five quarterback at this point. I had him hovering 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. That's where I had him hovering. So you actually there, you know, validate a little bit about what I said just a moment ago. Luke, is Trevor Lawrence a top five quarterback to you? After looking at it today, he had one really abysmal year with Urban Meyer. Completely forgettable. Yeah, just scratch that One out. year with <laughs> Doug Peterson, a competent guy, and they were probably one drive away from beating Mahomes, arguably. Is he a top 10? Yes. Is he a top 8? I think yes. 7 or higher? Probably not. Um, I think I would have him and probably Justin Fields right 
tied for eight, seven, eight, and I would give the edge to Justin at seven just because he can run the ball right now, I would still put Trevor at probably eight strictly for AFC South purposes. Let's face it, it's terrible. That's not eight wins right there. Um, I think you can make a solid argument eight is fine. I don't think any he needs to drop any lower. But if you look in front of him, you've got in no order at all. You've got Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, Burrow, Jalen. I, I mean, you, you could keep going. Like there's it's not that he's not a great quarterback. It's not that. Doug Peterson proved that he he can be a one of 32 starters in this league. Um so top eight, I could absolutely agree with. Top five is all right, bad. Londo. Wrap us up on this debate that we're having. And if you're following along, you want to give your own comment on it. You can comment what top number you think Trevor Lawrence actually is in the NFL quarterback wise, not player wise. Londo, 32nd take is Trevor Lawrence. I, think, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the best quarterback the league has ever seen. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, whoa. I don't think so. <laughs> wow. Bold take. Take. Bold take. Flipping that. <laughs> no. Um, more more I definitely think, picks Lawrence. I, think, I definitely think top 10. Uh, yeah, he is ranked at top eight right now. Um, there are even people saying he's top five, top four. Now, do I really think he is there yet? No. I think he could get there. Um, I think there's definitely – Arise. Hopefully, he's you know maintaining what he what he got from the the second part of last season, you know, and that keeps going. But you know, you never know what's going to happen here. But um, do I think he, he is going to be top five right now? I, I would say no. I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't compare him to the top five like you know Luke was saying with you know Patrick Mahomes and. And Burrow and and all them. No, I don't think he's there yet. But I would definitely keep an eye on him, and I'm gonna actually keep an eye on him myself and see what happens. And um, I may I may add him to one of my picks. So we'll see what happens. Honestly, Bork, it was a good trade nonetheless. You got him in like the 16th round. So I don't even, I didn't want to debate that mm -hmm. part, but I did want to debate the top five quarterback because that was thrown out, and I thought that was wrong. So. Um, that's it. Now let's talk division winners. This is going to be our final segment for round number one. We do this every year. We talk division winners. We talk about where we believe that, uh, the, the teams finish. And then that money that we win, we plug right back into our community and to the show. We got a lot of new equipment from that <clears throat> money last year. Um, we did hit on this division parlay. So does anybody want to volunteer to go first on the show, picking division winners today? I'll go. No, no, no dice. All right. Yeah, well, we will... Luke said Luke, go. Luke said. I'll go. Luke's going. All right. Luke's going to start us off. So we'll run through this. We're not. We're going to plug in Luke's first, and then we'll just get everybody's and give those odds when we, when we share the episode. Um, let me share my screen, and we're going to start off. If you're listening, we're going to share on the lovely Bovada. If you want to be sponsored by BCMG or you want to help us with um, our take, you can go to Bovada, plug in the code BCMG today, and you kick back to our show um, placing any bets on this site. Um, all right, so bovada.lv is where we're going to run this. Um, here we have our futures, and we're going to go down the list here. We're just going to keep it real simple. AFC East, 
Who do you have, Luke, winning this division? Buffalo Bills. All right, Buffalo, the first take by Luke. If you have a crazy one, I'm going to ask why. Buffalo's kind of the incumbent, so let's go AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are Luke's pick here. So we will plug Baltimore. And did I not plug it? Okay, one second. I was going to ask, does anybody not have the Bills? No, I have the Bills as well. <laughs> yeah, everybody has the Bills. Oh, yeah. I was yeah we'll just, we'll just keep that consistent. Yeah. All right, the South. Jags. All right, Jacksonville in the South. And let's wrap up with the West. Chiefs. Does anybody not have the Chiefs on this panel? All right, that's good to know. All right, <laughs> so then we go to the NFC. And so for the NFC East, Luke? Oh. Oh. The Philadelphia Eagles. All right, Eagles get the first bid in the NFC for Luke. Uh, let's do the NFC North. The Green Bay Packers. Packers get the bid there. Uh, why the Packers? Hmm. I'm gonna, this is our first one where I'm really kind of, I got to hear it. So. Listen, 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 listen. Plead the case. I have seen this division, okay? I've seen it. I've seen it in my crystal ball. The Lions are going to Lion. The Bears are going to bear themselves, okay? And who's going to walk in? Little Matt LaFleur, A.J. Dillon. All them boys are just going to walk right in, sneak a 10-7, and seven, and walk right out. All right. All right. There you heard I want it. want to watch uh... that entire division burn to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Packers are going to take that, and we're going to move on to the NFC South. Ugh, Saints. Saints get the not there, and I'm pretty sure that they are the favorites. Let's find it real quick. There it is. All right, and then that takes us to our final division, which is the NFC West. Who do you have? 49ers. Niners, there it is. All right, so Luke, we're gonna plug in ten dollars into your parlay. Your division winners: the 49ers, the Saints, Eagles, Packers in the NFC, in the AFC, the Chiefs, Jags, Ravens, and Bills. If we plug in ten dollars into this bet, that gets you forty-six hundred dollars, and uh, we're gonna ru run that right in there. And that is place. There we go. Luke's bet is in. The first one on ITL for division winners. The division winner parlay is set. And uh, just want to make sure I update my notes so I keep this on track so we know who the ones that picked the right one. Uh, Borak, you're up next. We're going to take your picks next. Let me repeat this and keep the ones that we know for sure are the same. Do you have do you have different selections in Luke? Uh, only one division I have a different selection. Just which, one. Which makes for some boring content, but hey. That's all right. Luke and I are seeing the same page. Which so, Which division? I'm going to say the, the North. Yep, NFC North. <laughs> okay. I think the Detroit Lions are going to take that division. I I think the Detroit Lions have finally figured it out a little bit and are going to 
improve on next year. Have they, Chris? Have they? I'm not fully out? confident. I do like the Packers. <laughs> I just don't see Lions. Jordan Love in his first year starting taking the Packers to a division title. So um, you're not, you're not like a believer in Minnesota. No, no believers in Minnesota. No, they, uh, I would rather have the Lions. Kirk okay. has All run right. his course. I, I, I don't believe in Minnesota. They don't have a running game, and I don't believe in their defense. All right. Well, if we plug in $10 for Borak's bet, we get back 3100 for this bet. So, Borak, the odds definitely a little bit closer because Green Bay is a more far-fetched pick than uh, the, the Detroit Lions. But we're going to plug that in as well. So Borat getting the high odds as well. Londo, you are up next. Did you have any difference with these picks? I have two. For the North, I'm going to take the Bears. because. Okay, let me change I'm it up. A, let me change it up I'm here. All... <laughs> all right, and which other division? And then East, I'm going to take the Cowboys. All right, so talk to us. Why the Cowboys, Londo? Because I have to, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. I'm going to. <laughs> Londo is switching to the Bears, which is no joke. He's all about fields and more this year. So we knew that was happening. And then he is taking the Cowboys in this division. Londo's odds jumped pretty big here. We're going to plug in. Any other changes, Londo, before I plug it in? No, that's it. All right. $8,200 if Londo's bet wins. That's a big win there. Nice. I actually really hope you win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so Londo's at the 8,200 mark. Borex at the 3,200 mark, I believe. And then Luke, you were at the 4,100 mark. Do I have that right? Yeah, it was 41 or 46. I can't remember. I think it was 41. Like... Okay. So, my... oh man, I messed that up. Okay. So I'm going to redo mine because I have a bunch of different ones. So let's have some fun with this. So, I think that this year is going to be a bit tumultuous. So I'm going to take the Bills to win the division. That doesn't change for me. So I'm right on the money. Josh Allen's division to lose. I think the Bills are an all-complete team. Although Von Miller is on the pup list, I still think they come through. I am with you all on this one, too. I believe that the AFC North is the Ravens to lose. I think that Cincinnati will get off to a slow start. I think the Ravens make a statement early on. And I, I definitely love the offense that's happening and, and everything coming out of training camp. The AFC South, for me, is not a guarantee for Jacksonville. So I am riding Tennessee to the homeland here in the AFC South. I'm going to take wow. Derrick Henry's his last big stint. And, and, and De <laughs> there, I was doing it for you, Chris uh, Borak, what you were saying, Deshaun Hopkins. I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm going to take the Titans to take out this division. I think they got into a bad spell last year. I was Go about to say, can we elaborate on this? Because I'm, I'm quite curious. <laughs> the Titans in the history of this show, we've been doing this show for five years. They win games they shouldn't. They lose games they shouldn't, right? And I think this year, because everybody thinks they're not going to win games, they're just going to win them all. Like, it's just logic <laughs> at that point. So, I mean, I'm going to ride the history of this team. And they got their wideout. They played when, when Derrick Henry had a stud wideout. And when that stud wideout had Derrick Henry, that offense was smooth. I think they do fine. I think Tannehill has a, a good season. And Rabel, if, if Rabel doesn't win this division, he's out. 
Like this is this is it for him. So he's playing he's playing on a contract year, in my opinion. I think this is it. Mm. This is where we see Tennessee make their last stand. They realize this is it. Henry has his last okay. big season as the key guy, one of the last bruiser, um, workhorse bruisers left in the league. So I'm taking Tennessee here. The AFC West does not get interesting for me. That's the Chiefs all the way. Um, although somebody on this show picked the Chargers the other day, and I don't want to mention who he is, but I'm sure he's watching. The NFC East, to me, we don't have repeat champions. So the Eagles were obviously out. Like, that was not going to happen. The Giants are intriguing to me because nobody is saying the Giants are going to win this division. And the Cowboys like to Cowboy. <laughs> I am still taking the Cowboys to win this division. I think the Cowboys win the division. Oh. I'm not even... I'm not going to sweat it. I'm not going to overthink it. There's no repeat champions. Philadelphia will regress a little bit. I'm going to take the Cowboys. The NFC North, I, I have to I have to stay on my platform here, guys. I have been pitching Chicago's making the jump all season long. If I go away from it, I'm a fraud. And I can't I can't do that. I'm I'm not a fraud. A fraud. A big fraud. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm going, I'm going Bears. Bears are my NFC North champions. That might be that might be where this parlay dies is in the NFC North, but we're we're gonna keep going. The NFC South is another fun one for me. I don't have the picks you guys have. I'm going with the Falcons in this division. And here's why. The Atlanta Falcons got a stud in Bijan Robinson. I know Borak, you love him. And and Bijan is going to Bijan's going to be great. Drake London, bona fide star too. I think he's great. Can Desmond Ritter elevate the play to bring up Kyle Pitts as well and lead this offense to win games in the clutch when he needs to? Last year, under Mariota, they lost so many one-score games. They led in eight fourth quarters and lost in seven of them. That is how close the Falcons were to being relevant last year. I think they jumped. I think they jumped that. I think they win half of those at least. Falcons are the surprise ten and hmm. eight team, or the nine and nine and eight team that that squeaks it right in, right? That just squeaks right in. They win the division over the Saints. Okay, I'll stop rambling. Last but not least, the NFC West. Oh, that's got to be an easy one, right? If you're the Seahawks, because I'm taking the Seahawks to win Ooh. this division. I, I do not think the Niners wow. carry out the division. I I think the quarterback play finally comes back to the Niners. I think they find holes on that line. Finally this year, they get exploited a bit. They have a very difficult schedule for the beginning of the season. I'm taking the Seahawks, which makes my parlay absolutely ridiculous and never going to happen. <laughs> However, if we win, that is $40,000 in our yes. wow. that is That's going good. to ride home. And there is a world where this happens, people. And we are living the dream on ITL. We're plugging that in. $10 place. Our parlay come through. Um, some people might be asking themselves, Ernest, so... How often have you guys hit this parlay? We have actually hit this parlay three of five seasons. One of us yeah. has hit this parlay, and that money's gone back to the show. So, and back yeah. to y'all. Uh, with that being said, so it happens. It happens. So, if one of us hits, it would be a huge year for us. Um, Frank Labuda is plugging some of these division parlays in in Vegas. That's where he's at right now, and he's helping out the show. So, we're gonna have some fun with that. Double it up. I hope you guys are riding some of these division picks. Um, and. Uh, yeah, because, of course, if you follow our division winners, it is... Easy money! 
That is right. It is easy money. Easy money. All right. Right after that, Luke, Luke, Luke looks a little distraught. Luke, are you okay? I, I, I'm just perplexed at the Falcons pick. I, I am. <laughs> Shout out Miles Bloomquist. Hey, he, had to bit, he had to get those odds up. Yeah, he I did. did. Need that yeah. payout. Had to hit, yeah. hit 40k. He said, "Lily, Lily's got to get to college." Yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's a, how you do it. That's at least one year. That's at least that's one. Yeah, year. at least. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. After this short commercial break, if you're listening online, you might want to rewind because I went fast through my picks, but my picks are the ones to follow. 40k right in your bank that you can take that home. Invested in some pen gaming. I'm not a I'm not a financial analyst, but invested now before they strike their deal with ESPN. Uh, after you hear uh, about our BCMG stream team, we're going to go right into college football pick them. It's going to be speed round, fire round, pick them. We're excited about it. We'll see you guys right after this short commercial break. Jack in his little pill. Jack feeling down and that's pretty bad. Let's go. Oh, yo, clip that. Clip that headshot. Oh, a pistol. What the? Okay, that ain't count. Oh, let's go. Baby clutch it up. Yeah, I like it. What? what? No way! Did that precision just kill me? Let's go! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Papa. Papa with the clutch kill at the end. Let's go! Oh, I missed. That was bad. Got him. Nice. Man, I'm going to go steal their shit. Uh, that is definitely orange. green. You're dumb and it's orange. Uh, we're both wrong, Red. <laughs> I could get that solo if I tried it a couple times, but we'll, we'll come back to it. I'm fucking dick right now. Holy shit. Like, I fucking suck right now. Yeah, I can go. The BCMG stream team. You can catch them on twitch.tv or Facebook gaming or facebook.gg. Um, go check them out, guys. Some of them are live right now. Coach Peanut was live earlier playing some Fortnite. Mama Bear 1920 playing some Call of Duty. Uh, the Holy Man playing all sorts of stuff, Apex and Call of Duty. Check out their stuff and their content tonight um, or tomorrow or this weekend. Uh, Madden's been a highly streamed game. Uh, Borak might be getting that this week before Plus Weekend, but we will see. We will see. Um, we are going to go right into round number two. And round number two is our Fire Round Pick'em, where we took take a look at some of the college football games. Week one is upon us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Fire Round. Depends how heated we get. But let's roll it and get right into our Fire Round <laughs> All right, college football week one pick'em is upon us. We start where we should start, and we should always start 
Number 11, Texas, 35-point favorites versus Rice. Um, have to know who is your money line pick and your spread pick in this one. Last week, we went 4-1, and one, um, so we had a really good college football turnout. Um, if you caught all the picks, it means that you're an avid listener and you listen to the show. If you only saw it online, you saw that we went 3-0 and on Pick'em last week on your visual aid here. Um, I will start this one off. Texas is going to open up, open up strong. Rice is definitely returning two starters of total offense. One starter on defense, a very young team. Texas demolishes them. Probably going to be a game like 63 to 10, something like that. But Texas with the spread is the pick for my first pick Uh Borak, who do you have in this one? Texas has won 43 out of the last 44 matchups against Rice. They are going to roll Rice. So I definitely <laughs> have Texas. All right. We go Texas and we go Texas spread here, Luke. Texas. Yeah, horns down. Just a sign of respect. We appreciate you so much, Luke. Uh, Londo. Texas. Come on. Texas going all the way. We have what we would call and what the local mandates call a BCMG guarantee. That is right. Our first one of the year. BCMG guarantee. Wave those fingers in the air and wave them like you just don't care. Here on ITO, if you're not familiar with that, you're going to hear it. Um, but if you're listening, we have a special sound just for you. All right, all right. BCMG guarantee on our first pick. Um, UT getting that number 11 UT will be in the top 10 by the time week two comes around. That takes us to a fun matchup. Number 14 Utah, six and a half point favorites over Florida. Obviously, Anthony Richardson is gone. This is probably going to be second best game of the week, maybe the game of the week, depending on how it goes. Number 14, Utah at home, which is why they probably have the edge by such a wide margin. Uh, Borak, why don't you start us off with this one? Uh, I have Utah going to cover. I just think their offense is too good. I just don't see Florida coming in and covering that spread or beating Utah. Borak taking Utah and the points to win at home in this week one matchup. Luke. Florida's bad. Like, let's be real. Like, Florida is bad. Cam they Rising is coming back for his, like, 10th year in a row. Give me the best quarterback. <laughs> Give me Cam Rising. All right. Luke running with it there. Londo. Yeah, hey, give me Utah. I, I hate to say this guy, but uh, I thought for sure somebody might take the upset. We are going full on Utah on this show. That is right. That's a BCMG guarantee. Utah with the spread points on here, and we're having some fun. That's right. You're here. <laughs> Wave up in the air. Wave those fingers in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. Another BCMG guarantee. Two for two so far. That takes us to our third pick -em. This is a fun one. Number 21, North Carolina. Only two and a half point mm -hmm. favorites at home versus South Carolina. This, to me, possibly could be another game just to watch. And you have the college football extra package. Plug that over mm -hmm. to a TV and let it run because... This is tons of fun. Love watching Mac Brown games, um, but this is going to be an interesting game. Luke, start us off. Oh, man. I mean, I always like starting off the college football season with a rivalry, right? I mean, what gets best with a rivalry? You know what I mean? These guys have been playing each other for years, right? Like, these guys know each other. That's, these are the type of games that you want to see. Right. Uh, um, 
I don't know what's telling me to go with South Carolina, but I'm going to go with South Carolina. Don't know why, but just telling me to go to right. South Carolina. Luke's going with the upset pick. South Carolina gets the bid here. Londo, who do you have in this game? I'm going to go with North Carolina. To win and cover or just win? Uh, what's that? Win and cover. Win and cover. Londo's taking the home team favorite there. I am going to go with UNC as well. I like I like UNC in an open matchup. I don't think you lose at home unless South Carolina just is so prepared for 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 them. I I love saying that the Gamecocks are going to come prepared, but let's I'll just take North Carolina to win this. Uh, and and I I I I don't think this is the game. North Carolina has a couple of games coming up where there's kind of trap games. I think this is one they prepared for in the offseason. I'm going to take it. Borak. I think this is a trap game, and I'm taking South Carolina to cover and win. Oh. We got two upset picks there. Wow, right we are split as a panel. This is one of those you do not bet on. This is not something Correct. you include in your. Podcast. I would not bet on this game. No. <laughs> yeah, you just you just enjoy football. Get yeah. some popcorn. Get some pizza, or go grill out. Enjoy the game. This is one you just enjoy some Smash Mouth football. UNC SC. That is a split game for us. No ringing of the buzzer. You save your ears. This takes us to Luke's favorite game. So, Luke, I'm going to give you back-to-back first picks. Penn State versus West Virginia. Penn State, number seven overall in the country to open up. 20.5-point favorites versus West Virginia. Talk to us about this game as the SME. Luke? West Virginia brings back their quarterback, their running back, and three out of the five starting linemen. Uh, They arguably have the best offensive line in the Big 12. And they have the best front four in the Big 12. Um, I'm not going to say they're going to beat Penn State. Penn State's a hard place to go into Happy Valley and win. But it will be a 10-point game, Penn State. So West Virginia goes in and covers 20 and a half. All right, we got our first one, Penn State cover there. I am also taking uh, Penn State not to cover in this game. So I'm taking West Virginia and the points in this game is what I meant to say. Luke, you're that right as well. West Virginia and the points, just to clarify, Luke and I both on the same page. Yeah. West Virginia plus 20 and a half. Borak. I'm taking the Nittany Lions to cover and win. I don't wow. know what you guys are smoking on West Virginia, but that is the worst team in the Big 12 by far. Yeah, I, I, I take West Virginia just from the experience, but you're right. Penn State's absolutely wonderful. I think it's a back-end cover for me. I think Penn State's rolling maybe 28, 35 points, and it's a back-end cover by West Virginia. So um, that's where I'm at. Londo? I'm going to take Penn State to cover. All right, he's rolling. So we're split on this one as well. We go two for two. You do not bet on this game. You go ahead and have some fun. If you're a West Virginia fan, you watch it hoping for an upset. If you're a Penn State fan, you're looking for your team to make a statement. Um, and we're not. We're going to roll right through this game. Just two more on this pick We appreciate you guys being with us here. Um, I thought this game was pretty fun. This is not the game of the week. The last game we're going to cover is our game of the week. But Duke is at home versus number nine Clemson. And Clemson opened up as 13-point favorites. The reason why I like this is Duke is coming off a 9-4 and four season. They looked very good last year. And they're returning all starters. Not one starter left. So Duke is very experienced, coming back with all 22 and their kicker. And you have a coaching staff that was very successful last year. Uh, Londo, you're going to start us off. Where do you see this game going for number nine, Clemson? 
I'm gonna take the Blue Devils, man. I think uh, I think Duke's gonna show them up and give them a hell of a hell of a game. We have a Duke upset pick in the top ten. I like it, Londo. <laughs> Stir the pot. Start it now. Borak, how do you see this game? Uh, I would like Londo's pick if it was basketball, but I'm gonna definitely <laughs> take Clemson. Oh, we're talking football. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I do think Duke is returning a ton of starters. I think they have a good team, but I don't I don't think they have what it takes to beat Clemson. And I do mm. think Clemson is gonna cover. Okay, so Clemson and the spread. Luke? I mean, no one wants to start their season on the road. So no. But are we really gonna give Clemson a pass for being mediocre the last three years? And they're number nine. I mean, we're really going to give them a pass for this. I mean, they're going to win this game, but probably by a field goal. Ooh. That is a I'm big, not a wow. it's a big take. I'm just not. I'm going to tell you this. I have... well, and that division, like, the AC, what is the ACC? I have Florida State crushing them in the ACC game. Yeah, I completely agree. So hear, hear me out. I have Clemson winning and covering the spread, okay? I have Duke leading at halftime. Like, I mm. think Duke stands its ground, but they get out coached at the end of the day. And I think they get out coached pretty handedly in the second half. I like I like Duke. I, if you're if you're one of those uh, betters that likes to go in early and say, hey, I'm going to take first half, this is Duke first half the whole way. I, I, think, I think you punch Clemson in the mouth. You kind of show them, hey, this is our house. Ride with us. And then... That's where we stand. That's that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, Clemson and the spread for me. So we're a little split on this one, too. We have two taking Clemson on the spread, one taking Clemson money line, and then another taking Duke in the points. Um, I, I, I Londo, the Duke favorite here. That takes us to our final pick'em game in this fire round. And again, we appreciate all y'all joining us, all those listening. Um, this, of course, is the game of the week, and everybody should be watching. Again, you probably shouldn't bet, but let's talk it out. LSU versus Florida State, number five LSU versus number eight Florida State, a top 10 matchup, one of those week one, one, two matchups you want to see. LSU two and a half point favorites at the Valley of Death against what Luke just said probably is the ACC favorite in Florida State. This is going to be a game where you're going to see a lot of professional players on the field, and it's going to be a very good game. Um, let's start this one off with you, Luke, and then we'll work our way around. Who do you see in this game and why? <laughs> Jordan Travis is the proverbial already crowned Heisman winner for the Florida State Seminoles. Um, I don't think I really have to say much. Look at Brian Kelly's record versus top 10 teams, and then you can come talk to me. That's all I'm going to say. Give me Florida State. Florida State is the first pick here, and I don't not love it. Londa, who do you have in this game? I'm going to take uh, LSU, and I think they're going to cover. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. So definitely going to watch that one. Londo making sure that we don't tell people to put this on their BCMG guarantee. Uh, Bor Borak, <laughs> who do you have in this game? This was the hardest to pick. Uh, and the hurricane weather scares me for Florida State. Um, mm. And I think, and I'm not sure about this, <laughs> But I think LSU is going to win by a field goal. So I'm picking them to cover and win. LSU gets the nod from Borak to win and cover by a field goal. 
I, I have to agree with Luke on this. I was very much pro Florida State coming into the season, and I really liked them in the ACC. Um, your hurricane take scares me a little bit, Borak, but I'm going to ride Florida State. I'm going to split us up on this game. I'm going to take FSU. I think I think they match up well, and I and I do like what Florida State was doing last season, infiltrating with their with their offense and then being stout in the box. I'm going to take Florida State to continue their momentum into this season and, and have a staple win to start the year. Um, although I do think LSU bounces back. I don't think they're bad at all. I think that that's a terrific program for the year. Um, but Florida State gets a bid and probably their track to the playoffs for the year. I like that. Uh, that is our pick em. So we will keep track. We will see how we were doing. College pick em is a warm-up to NFL. If you follow us, our NFL pick'em is where you make the money. We have a uh, any any one of our analysts go from sixty three percent to seventy two percent. Kenny Cottero one year was close to eighty percent before he finally started getting back on track uh, with a couple of bad weeks. But we are we have done really well. Um, our my overall track record is at seventy two percent. Just Luke is just as high actually. You were, I was looking at your percentage sixty nine point eight percent. So for every two, every three games we tend to All get right. two right, or for every ten games we get seven right. So um, ride that train, put some money in. This year we're going to put our money where our mouth is, just like we showed you our parlay bets. We'll be showing our bets on screen, plugging in our own units, and showing that we're going to write out our own picks. So you can write out with us, or you can just watch and tag along and participate next season. Uh, but guys, that's the show for the week. Let's wrap things up and tell people where they can find you. Just Luke, where can they find you and your content? Well, so this actually might be breaking news. I don't know if we've seen this yet today, but I'd like to hear that. The New England Patriots cut Bailey Zappi and waived Malik Cunningham. So Mac Jones is the only active quarterback on their roster. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So, yeah. I'm so guessing uh, that's question mark. What was it? What was it? Who did New England? I said Will Greer to New England question that's mark. That's it. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. Will Greer to New England. That's happening. Yeah, I would assume. But, um, yeah, no. Hey, next week, I'll be coming to you live from the Outer Banks. Catch some sun Let's go. For the next week. Nice. Actually, unplug for a while because I don't know what unplugging means anymore. So I'm gonna unplug completely, <laughs> be off the grid for a week, and come back well rested and talk some sports with you guys. Can't wait, Ernest. As always, I appreciate you. Thank you guys for letting me talk. Uh, I know I go off on tangents, but hey, content, bang bang. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to apologize nearly as much as I have to. So I appreciate that. But that's awesome that you're going to go out and unplug. Your first week of pickums should be perfect then because you're going to be fully relaxed. You're going to know exactly to pick everybody against Indy. Uh, yep. Borak, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ClutchCity52. Um, I'll be unwinding in our home league draft in Austin this weekend. So <laughs> good luck to everybody in their home leagues. I know a lot of drafts are coming up this weekend. And I appreciate you guys having me on again. Yep. I definitely look forward to joining you in Austin. It's going to be so much fun. I'm hoping that uh, I can recover from last year and missing the playoffs. So luckily I'm not the Bobs. Uh, Londo, in-studio producer today, virtual. Tell the people where they can find you. The Thinker. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Londo42921. Um, I'll be doing our draft uh, this Friday, right, Ern? So right, 9.15. Uh, be ready for that because I won't be. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, 
it's always fun to get on here and talk with you guys and had a good time. So, yeah. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. And I'm your host, Ernest Doc E. Silva. I appreciate everybody being out here with us tonight. Special shout out to all of our sponsors, BetUS, Blue Collar Media Group, Taquito Express, Triple Double Basketball Academy, and Bovada, um, where we made our bets tonight. We appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for being a part of tonight's episode. And if you're listening, you're going through your picks, college football picks, definitely on par. Follow those division winners. You can win some big money if we hit. But thank you guys so much for your support. Of course, you can support anywhere from our Patreon or just being on the show and sharing. So hit that like and share button or subscribe on YouTube today. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. and Good luck to your teams this weekend.